Casey's Confidential. Hey. Kansas City's best. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we will hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest will share their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Yun Ho, but most people call her D. She's the owner and baker of Sugarfold, a specialty macaron bakery. Dee was born in Central California and moved around a bit when she was younger. She eventually landed in Rolla, Missouri. She currently resides in Shawnee, raising her two kids with her partner, Kelby, and she spends her time enjoying being with her family and baking. So welcome to the podcast, Dee. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So let's just jump right in. Why don't you sort of in your own words kind of explain what Sugarfold is? Um, Sugarfold is a specialty macaron bakery. I make everything from scratch at home. Um, I specialize in characters and shapes. So anything that you see in a sugar cookie, um, a decorated sugar cookie, I can do that in a macaron. Um, and if you don't know what a macaron is. Um, It's a sandwich cookie. The shells is what we call it, are made of only four ingredients. It's meringue based with almond flour and then a filling of buttercream, ganache, jam, really anything you can think of. And what is your baking background? How did you get into baking? So growing up, I watched a lot of Food Network. Um, I stayed up late at night a lot and I would like to, I liked watching Food Network um, because I loved cooking shows, but also because um, I didn't have to see movie trailers for um, horror movies. I'm not a fan (laughs) of getting scared at night or getting scared in general. (laughs) Um, But there were a lot of shows about baking and specifically cake decorating was what I really loved. Um, So I watched a lot of those shows and then I decided to try baking in college. My mom is not a baker. We didn't have the tools to try baking at home and she was always in the kitchen. So there wasn't space for me to bake. Um, she cooked a lot, so I didn't really get a chance to bake when I was younger, but when I left home and I was living on my own, I decided to try cake decorating. And so I just started off with basic cake. And what I really wanted to do was decorate. I love designing and being creative. So that's how I kind of got started. And I just watched videos and read recipes and looked online for resources. And so you mentioned that with your macarons, you do a lot of shapes and characters. And so with your love of decorating, kind of being tied into that, what are some of the characters that you've done with your macarons? So I've done my very first character 
was actually last year before I launched Sugarfold um, for Halloween. I don't know if it was necessarily a character shape, but it was more of like a, a decorated macaron. I did Nightmare Before Christmas. And then when I launched Sugarfold, I made little suns. And then my very first actual like intricate shape or character was the Cafe Cafe Dragon. I just kind of like dove right in. <laughs> and then I've done um, a Mean Girls theme set. I've done flowers, engagement set. I did some pumpkins for Thanksgiving, um, unicorns, things like that. And what pushed you to start a business and pushed you to be a business owner? Um, So I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mom owned her own business. So growing up, I would go to her salon and hang out there. Her brothers, my uncles also all owned their own businesses. So I kind of just like took after them. I wanted to have something of my own. I've always worked for other people, but the pandemic, I was no longer working. I was at home raising my kids. So like during the pandemic, I became a stay-at-home mom. And I kind of like needed something for myself. So I started looking into starting a business um, and it kind of went from there. But my uncle actually has two restaurants in St. Louis. My grandma used to have a cafe in St. Louis. Um, So kind of like food and owning your own business kind of like runs my family. And I kind of learned from them. What has it been like starting a business? I mean, starting business is hard in general, but let alone during a pandemic and a time none of us have really faced before. So what has that been like? And what are some of the struggles you faced with opening your business during the pandemic? So starting a business during the pandemic, um, I had a lot of downtime because we were in lockdown in March. And so that actually gave me a lot of time to do research. There were there was a boom of entrepreneurs, um, people who are stuck at home and kind of like diving into their hobbies and deciding to turn that hobby into a side hustle. So there was actually a lot of resources online. I started joining macaron groups on Facebook. And then there was one specific person that I followed that had a home bakery education plan. And so I followed her. Um, It was about how to start a home bakery business and everything that you needed. And you know, all the stuff behind the scenes as far as the business goes, and then also producing and making the macarons. And so I I learned from her. And then I just kind of continued um, learning from all of the other entrepreneurs and home bakers online. And we kind of, there's a community of us. And so that was that made it really easy to be able to ask questions and get answers and get advice. And, and then there was, there were other people there to ask questions that you might not have thought of. So that was really helpful. Um, The challenges, I don't, I, I guess financially it was tough because I wasn't working and we were unsure of what was going to happen with Kelby being the sole provider, it was tough trying to figure out if we could do this financially. And so that that was definitely a challenge. But having everyone 
locked down and trying to, you know, everyone was trying to start their own business that that actually really helped in a way. So I guess that that was kind of like silver lining <laughs> to the to this starting a business during the pandemic. There was a lot of us doing it. So <laughs> and what is it like, you know, running because you run your business out of your home, correct? Yes. So what is that like with having two little kids around and juggling baking and the busy schedule that you have? Um, It's really tough. (laughs) My daughter started preschool this year, so I'm having to adjust to school. And now we have decided to um, put her in some extracurricular activities. And so she's, I'm learning how to balance my schedule with that. And then my other one, I have a two-year-old and he's at home with me. So during the day, my time is spent with him. So it's, it's hard trying to find time to do stuff for the business and be present with him. So a lot of times I'm not sleeping. Um, so I, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of have to like go with it and find time whenever I can. So, yeah. And where are you primarily selling your macarons? Where can people buy your macarons and find you? My macarons, um, I sell them online for pickup. Um, It's not regularly, but you can buy them online. I usually post that whenever sales, uh, whenever I put something up in the shop. And then I also do pop-ups for 2021, I had a lot of pop-ups. I did pop-ups almost every weekend. Um, I don't know what my schedule will look like for 2022 because everything, I'm still trying to figure out the kids and school and trying to balance everything. And I think it's just getting busier now. (laughs) So I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, But pop-ups online, And then um, I will be doing some collaborations. So watch out for for that with some other small business owners in Kansas City. And with the pop-ups, like there's constantly pop-ups in Kansas City. So how do you kind of decide which ones are the best fit for you or which ones you think you'd have the most success at? Um, Well, I was taking in every opportunity that I could. Anyone that was willing to share their space. I was really grateful for that opportunity. So anyone that asked, or, um, I just reached out to people, it's usually gift shops or coffee shops, you know, macarons and coffee, tea, pastries, it goes well together. So it kind of just was a good fit. Um, I've also done some pop-ups at some breweries, just food and drink, but really I just took on any opportunity I could because I'm, I'm still building my business. It's hard to, as just one person to get out there and reach people. So I'm still trying to get my business to the people of Kansas city. So I just kind of have to like get out there whenever I can. Um, I would like to do bigger events. So I'm looking for bigger markets to pop up at and see more people and do something a little different than I did in 2021 than I did last year. But we'll see. I um, just need to find time. I want to ask you, what is it like being, being an Asian woman and owning your own business, you know, with everything that's happened over the last couple of years, 
are there struggles with that that you've faced? Have you felt like the community has been really supportive? How has that sort of played into your business? Um, specifically the business, I haven't had any issues. Everybody has been so, so, so supportive. I think that because of everything that happened, a lot, a lot of people kind of rallied behind and became allies. And that was really, really great. And yeah, so I haven't had any, like any pushback or hate or anything like that. And then I've also been pretty transparent about who I am and what I stand for. And so like, I think you know who I am. And so if you don't want to support me, then don't. (laughs) And, you know, I want to be able to um, make macarons for everyone. And I think everyone has been super supportive. So your Asian heritage plays a large role in some of the flavors that you do for your macarons. So what are some of the, because you offer a really wide range of flavors and I see you're always changing the flavors and always you know, rotating them out. So what are some of the unique flavors that you offer? Yeah. Um, I love playing with the flavors. I'm constantly looking at flavors and trying to figure out what I can put into a macaron. But yeah, my culture, my the my cultural influence is definitely shown in my flavors. Um, some flavors that I've done in the past is like um, black sesame espresso. So sesame is really popular. I love sesame. Pandan um, is another flavor that I've used. Durian, it's known as like the stinkiest fruit in the world. And it's banned in some places. Um, But I grew up eating it and I really like it. My brother loves it also. I grew up hashtag very Asian. (laughs) So like two totally different worlds for me at home. It was very, very Vietnamese. My mom um, came to the United States as a refugee and she just kind of like, she wasn't very, I don't know, she didn't get very Americanized. So at home, we ate Vietnamese food all day, every day. And then outside of the home, when I went to school, I ate whatever was at school. So I, I am very used to all of those Vietnamese flavors and I love the Vietnamese flavors and I love sharing it with people. So if you, if you're willing to try, I will definitely come up with a flavor and make it for you to try. I love sharing that, that kind of stuff with you. So, and so enjoying playing around with flavors, have you ever tried something that you thought was going to work out really well and you do the whole thing and the flavor just does not come out right? Um, yeah. So I was actually recently working on a spicy tamarind flavor. I don't know if it's not, it's not necessarily like the flavor was not good. It was just, I couldn't figure out, I I'm still working on it, but I really wanted to put it in a macaron and I just haven't figured out how to do that yet. It's hard because you have to, the consistency has to be right. It can't have too much moisture because the macaron shells are meringue based. And if you've ever put a liquid on top of like a marshmallow or something, it like melts. So I'm trying to figure out how to put that all together. And usually I do a lot of research first to figure out if flavors go well together um, before I try it out. 
So I haven't had too many flavors that don't work well together. (laughs) And where do you see the future of your business going? When you picture Sugarfold in your mind, what does that look like in the upcoming months, even years? Um, I would love to have a shop um, someday, maybe soon. I don't know. Um, (laughs) A small macaron shop, bakery. Um, I do want to add other things to my um, lineup. But yeah, something, just a shop that's away from my home. (laughs) It would be nice to like leave the house and go somewhere to do work and bake and have my own space. I just want this business to be sustainable, um, which is why I'm constantly changing up flavors. I want to bring something new all the time. And if I could pass this down to my kids, if they want to bake, that would be really great. If they don't want to, that's okay too. (laughs) You mentioned earlier that you love cake decorating. So is or cake something that we might see in your lineup? Yes. Um, I do want to add cakes very, very soon. Um, I'm hoping to get some cakes done for Valentine's day. I do have a giveaway coming up for Valentine's day and it does involve cake, <laughs> but I, I want to do, um, regular mini cakes. They're like four to six inches, Um, so more for like two to four, maybe up to six people, depending on, you know, how big a slice you want. And then macaron cakes also. So really macaron cakes are just, just macaron shells that replace the cake layers. So you have your icing and then the macaron shells. So all, all three of those macarons, macaron cakes and regular cakes. (laughs) Yum. That all sounds so good. Uh, when, so when you are not running sugar fold and baking up a storm out of your kitchen, what, what are you up to? What does life in Kansas city look like for you? Um, pretty chill. We really just hang out as a family because during the week, Kelby is usually working. And so he just, he comes home just in time for dinner and then bedtime for the kids. And so we don't get to spend like too much time, like actually hanging out and doing stuff together. So we hang out as a family. Um, we go out to eat. We like to get some Vietnam cafe in Columbus park or go to the go to the park. The kids love playing on the playground, getting outside um, or staying in and watching a movie. That's pretty much all we do. <laughs> so you mentioned you love, you know, going out to eat. What's one thing you love about Kansas city? You know, what, what to you makes Kansas city unique as a city? I love Kansas city because it, it kind of feels like a small town, but there's also a city feel to it. I think everyone has been so nice and kind and there's like a real sense of community here. I don't know if you've seen, but Kansas city has some pride here. I love the meme that um, says that we all look like tourists in our own town because everyone's wearing KC. So that's really great. Um, nothing is too far away. I plan like probably like 15, 20 minutes to get anywhere in Kansas city for the most part. Um, traffic's not too bad. Yeah. I, I like the, the feel of Kansas city. It's not too big, but it's not too small. (laughs) And so on the flip side of that, what is one thing that maybe you'd like for Kansas city to do a little better or something that maybe we could improve on here? I think there's some diversity 
in Kansas City. Um, and I'm speaking specifically around Asians, but I think that we could draw in more people. I think I know that whenever my mom visits or family visits, there's not much for them here. And so like my mom just tends to stay in and she goes to maybe one or two grocery stores in Kansas City. I don't think there's anything that draws Vietnamese people or Asian people to Kansas City. And I wish there was bigger community. Um, I know like I grew up in Rala, which is a small, small town, not too much diversity there. Although we did have some because there was an engineering school there, but we actually drove to St. Louis every weekend. It's an hour and a half away. And we spent most of our time in St. Louis. That's where my, my family landed, my uncles and my grandma and grandpa, and they love St. Louis. And there's a lot, there's a bigger Vietnamese community in St. Louis. And so like they, they stuck in St. Louis and then they're always like, why do you live in Kansas city? <laughs> Cause I'm I'm away from family and there's nothing here that really draws them to Kansas City. And so I I wish there was, I don't know, maybe more of an Asian community here. I mean, it's growing, which is really, really great. And there are people that are speaking out. And so I think there are more people that are aware. I wish there was more diversity in Kansas City. I think, I think we have our KC Pride, our sports, our barbecue. And then I just wish there was like, and if we brought in more diverse people, we would have more food. That would be really great. <laughs> I know you and I, you and I have talked about in the past how pho is a pretty common you know, Vietnamese dish, but you said that there are a bunch of other Vietnamese dishes you wish people were more familiar with and that there are more options too. So what are some of those other dishes? Yeah. So in St. Louis or my half of my other family lives in Texas also. So I go, I visit them there also, but there's places to places to get hot pots. Everything is family style. So there's places to get hot pots where you can like get a pot of soup and then you could put whatever you want in there and um, it cook it as you go and you eat whatever you want. And then there's um, another place where we can get like whole fried fish. That's really good. And I know that there are some places in Kansas City, I believe they're like that, but it's just not the same. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> but if you do go get Vietnamese food, I'd suggest um, trying something different besides pho. Another like soup dish that I really love is bung bao wei. It's a little spicy, but they have that at Vietnam Cafe in Columbus Park. So you can try it there. Or Vietnamese crepes. Those are really good too. And they have those at Vietnam Cafe. So I mean, like there's other things besides pho in Kansas City, but there could be more. <laughs> I agree. I definitely think as a foodie and being from here, a Midwestern at heart, I'm not going to lie. I love a good burger but we can only have so many burger yes you know, american cuisine so i definitely agree i would love to see more there's a continuous growth of diverse restaurants and dishes offered around the city yeah imagine all the flavors that you're missing out on <laughs> so where can people find you where on social media or what things you have coming up in the pipeline um so i'm most active on instagram so you can find me on instagram it's just sugarfold <laughs> and then i do have a website sugarfold.com 
It has information on there. You can order, do special orders on there and find where I'll be at the next event or pop up on that. I do have a Valentine's Day pop up on February 12th at Fetch in the West Bottoms. And then I mentioned earlier a Valentine's Day giveaway. I also have a couple of collabs in the works. They haven't announced it yet, so I'm not going to say anything. But if you follow me on Instagram or get on my website and just follow along or subscribe, then you'll whenever we figure all that out, we'll announce it. Yeah, you definitely want to follow Dee on Instagram. She makes the most mesmerizing reels of her hand making and hand piping all these macarons. Some of her reels have as much as nearly 500,000 views. So you <laughs> definitely go viral on here. And all of your macarons are handmade, correct? All of the... Yes. All of the characters and all the sh- shapes are hand done. Yeah. So I either, I usually draw up a template and then print that out and I use it underneath my um, sheets that I bake on and I hand pipe everything on top of those templates. So yeah, it's very a time consuming process but it's fun and I get to be creative. So, well, everyone be sure to follow D on Instagram at sugarfold. You definitely want to keep up with where she's popping up. I know that's how I first found D was following her and coming to the pop-ups and continuously trying flavors and seeing the new shapes that she would have. And you have to go see the coolest shapes that she's made. She mentioned earlier, you know, some, there was a motorcycle, the burn books from Mean Girls. So you've done some some awesome stuff. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. And we will see you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa Casey's Confidential.